1: So, here we are and this episode I'm really excited about our topic. It came to me in meditation in my practice and the topic is Mother's Day makeover. Mother's Day makeover. So, we've got Mother's Day coming up. If you're listening to the show live and Mother's Day brings up all kinds of things for all kinds of people. We all have different experiences, different beliefs and attitudes, different memories. And what I'm going to suggest is that we do a makeover together. And we look at what no longer serves us and how we can be more focused on love as regards Mother's Day and our mothering, whether it's being the mother or being mothered, being the child, being the son or daughter. So let's tune into that Mother's Day makeover. I'm going to invite you to pray in with me and place your hand on your heart. Let us call forth a profound blessing for ourselves and for everyone else. So beginning with a breath of love and gratitude, we center into our heart and open ourselves to an awareness of perfect peace and perfect love and the knowledge of our true identity. That we're one with the one and one with each other, one with all life. And we truly are united with our mother, whether she is still walking in the planet Earth, or she's made her transition. We are one with all, and for those who have children, we are one with all of the children as well. Yes, we are. We are one with all, and we are grateful right now to call forth a blessing for everyone, everywhere. We're grateful to open our hearts and minds to the unprecedented to the awakened life of love. It's happening right now. And we're accepting it. We're revealing it. And we're sharing the benefits with everyone. In grace and gratitude. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Yes. So. So. I'm going to take you on a, a little bit of a personal journey with me today because, let's see, back in 2005, my mom got a terminal cancer diagnosis and it was very challenging for the whole family as you might imagine. And then in 2006 and 2007 and 2008, my mom made her transition in March of 2008, so for the three years or so prior, uh, four years, three, four years, we, uh, we were all given an extraordinary opportunity to practice forgiveness. And... This is when I became so grateful for the teachings of A Course in Miracles and so grateful for that big blue book. Yes, it was my constant companion and it really was that that voice of Jesus, that voice of the Holy Spirit uh, was with me all of the time and I really made a pact with myself to truly live it. So let me just tell you that my mom and I, we didn't get along well prior to that. We really didn't. Uh, We had times when we got along great and we had a wonderful time together and a lot of fun. But there was always a couple of things that would rub each of us the wrong way. And one of the patterns that we had, and I I really believe that the unhealed karma and the negativity, the unforgiveness, the blame, the shame, all of these things are patterns. They are mental patterns which we can use A Course in Miracles to help us dissolve, resolve, and clear And so when we no longer cling to the mental patterns of separation in all their myriad of flavors, then we reach that atonement, we reach that state of awareness where we recognize fully and completely that there is no separation, the separation never occurred, and this illusion of separation is just that, It is an illusion, it is a projection of our mind, and we can use uh, our experience in the illusion for good and be in service. We can live as the bodhisattva, the awakened being who is dedicated to sharing the benefits of their awakened life with everyone. So... For me and my mom, we had a, low, a whole bunch of patterns that we were confronted by all the time when we were together. Now, it was very uncomfortable for many, many years, and it was also always a blessing. So the discomfort that we felt with each other was a blessing, but we didn't know it. Because whenever there is discomfort, there is something to be healed. And what I didn't know until I started studying A Course in Miracles, what I didn't realize was the discomfort was the wake-up call, was what I call now the divine alarm clock, letting me know that there's something for me to heal, something for me to put my attention on because I have grabbed a hold of some belief, some idea that isn't true, and I am believing it as though it were true. So when I believe something that's not true, and I convince myself or try to convince myself that it is true, it's always going to create discomfort, physical discomfort, emotional discomfort, and mental discomfort. So my mom and I, we had a lot of discomfort. And part of it was that we we really deeply loved each other so much. We had such a profound connection. And yet we always felt separate. We always felt, or mostly felt, that we couldn't really connect in the loving way that we both desired. And this kept perpetuating itself. So one of the the patterns that we latched on to was we were looking for evidence that our relationship wasn't good. Constantly looking for evidence that our relationship was a disappointment. I know that was a pattern I had in all my relationships. And it was something that really created tremendous distress in me. Now, because this was so painful for me, and I decided that it was intolerable and I wanted to heal it, I began to have a makeover in my relationship with my mom because she was given an expiration date. Uh, In early, uh, I guess it was 2005, she was told that she had a few months to live, a few months to live. And now I didn't believe that. I didn't believe it at all. It didn't feel true to me. My intuition said she had at least three years, which she ultimately did. And I thought she could have had longer, but some of the choices she made, I think she was really, she was complete. She felt complete. She was ready to uh, take off. And not everybody in my family agrees with me about that, but that's my perception. And it doesn't matter whether I'm right or not. That's just my perception. I can tell you that when we got that terminal cancer diagnosis and the doctor's Uh, who were giving that prognosis felt uh, that it was three three months or so that she had to live. It was devastating to all of us in the family, caused a tremendous amount of stress, and there's probably a good chance that you know exactly what I'm talking about, and you have been through this as well. Now, one of the things that happened initially was that my mom was making choices to use allopathic medicine, Western medicine, and I felt that my mom did not have the constitution or the mental ability to withstand some of those choices, and I felt that actually those so-called medicines would be likely the cause of her death. And, and if you've been through the cancer and the chemo, you know that uh, before they can administer that, they have to get your permission and they have to have you sign off on a waiver saying that it, there's a good chance the chemo or the radiation could kill you. So in in uh, the healing of cancer from a western modality many times they uh are concerned that the medicine will actually be the cause of your death. But people are afraid and desperate and this is what they know and their expert doctors are suggesting these things so they go along with it as my my parents decided to do and uh it was a challenge for me because I really thought it would be the death of my mother. So I had to work very hard not to judge my family for the choices that they were making regarding my mom's health. So I disagreed, and my intuition was screaming, in a sense. You know, my intuition was not screaming, actually. My intuition was saying very calmly, this, this is not the path of healing and that she could live much longer and that there are other modalities that can be more helpful. And I was screaming inside because I believed that she was making a mistake and that the advice she was getting was not helpful. And that was my perception. That was my opinion and my judgment. And I had to look at whether or not I was going to make my family uncomfortable by forcing my opinions on them, particularly my mother, at a time of such duress. The thing that would be the most supportive of her emotionally and mentally was to affirm that she was making great decisions, good decisions, and that healing was possible and that I was in prayer. So lots of challenges there lots of challenges, and I really saw how ego-attached I was to a holistic method of healing. And even that, and the need to be right about that, I had to release over and over and over again in order to honor my family and not be an additional cause of duress and stress in my family. So that forced me to do my own inner work, and give up the need to be right, give up cherishing my opinions and my beliefs, and opening to the higher possibility. So what happened was my mom really went on a journey that lasted several years, and we all went with her. And for me, my big prayer was not so much that she wouldn't, die, because I have a strong belief that people don't die before their time, and that there is a divine order to each of our deaths, and uh, so I had that going on, I had that faith in divine order going on, and what I was praying also, in addition to my mom having a healing and being peaceful, and harmonious in our physical, emotional, and mental bodies, I was also praying that we could resolve any differences before she made her transition. So at the time of her transition, we would both be totally at peace and totally in love in our relationship. And that seemed like a very tall order <laughs> based on our life experience of, uh, oh, I guess 40-some years uh, prior to that date. But I believed it was possible. With the help of the Holy Spirit, with the help of all the angels in the universe, I believed it was possible. And I was not settling for anything less. And I knew that it was an inside job. It was up to me to call it forth, to bring it forth. One of the things I began studying at that time is the material on the special relationship and the holy relationship. And I highly recommend that to you. I did a show about, I did several shows about that uh, back in February, and you can listen to those, so I'm not going to cover that right now. But one thing it does say in those teachings is that in order to transform the relationship from an ego-based relationship to a God-based relationship, which is the same as saying from special to holy, only one person in the relationship needs to invoke the Holy Spirit in for that restoration to, to wholeness of the relationship. Only one person has to invoke the Holy Spirit. However, it does say that when you do that the experience that you have in the relationship could become excruciating. And the reason is, is because you're attached to the old way. You're attached to your beliefs. You're attached in the sense of those patterns, those mental, emotional patterns that you have about how it should be, how it shouldn't be. And releasing them, if you have an attachment, can be very challenging and it can feel excruciating. So what I learned was the constant path of surrender is my best friend to healing any special relationship, any ego-based relationship. And so it was an experience that I had over the course of a number of years where I was literally constantly brought to my knees, constantly because I was so attached to the opinions about myself and my mother and all the obstacles that I was clinging to in our relationship. And all of those obstacles that I was clinging to in our relationship were judgments and opinions. My false beliefs about my mother and about myself in relationship to her. So I had my work cut out for me. It was like training for a triathlon. (laughs) It was not easy. And in a very real sense, it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I became committed to walking the talk and living the love in my own heart and in my own mind and being heart and mind congruent. Very challenging. And yet I offloaded, I released so much negativity, so many patterns of blame and shame. It's been a tremendous healing. And I'm going to share more with you when we come back from the break. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles. And we are walking the talk and living the love together on Unity Online Radio. I'll be right back.
0: Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. We're
1: back and we're talking about the Mother's Day makeover. And I'll also tell you during this time of uh, intensity with my mom is when I started to record my daily prayers. Because I really began to tap into how much suffering so many people were having. And uh, I began to do my weekly Course of Miracles group uh, meeting on the phone. And uh, let me just tell you, you can become a prayer partner with me at JenniferHadley.com. I've got a free prayer. I record a new one every day. You can dial in and listen on the phone. And you can also... Sign up for the daily email reminder, be one of my prayer partners, and receive my daily message of inspiration, which I call my spiritual espresso. All of that is available to you at JenniferHadley.com. Also, if you would like support in healing your relationship issues, we are offering another Living a Course in Miracles eight-week teleclass. It's 16 classes, eight weeks, with such great, wonderful, yummy Course in Miracles teachers as John Mundy and David Hoffmeister and Gary Renard and... Uh, Rhonda Britton is going to join us. She's the author of Fearless Loving and also the book Fearless Living. And we have Colin Tipping, Radical Forgiveness. We're going to be talking about relationship forgiveness. We're going to talk about relationship in the fa- uh, forgiveness in the family. We're going to talk about forgiveness and finances. And we have a great lineup. It's all totally free for you. This is a real sixteen-week class, eight-week class, sixteen classes in all. Totally free for you. Please tell your friends. All you have to do is register at LivingACourseInMiracles.com. That's right. Totally free at Living a course in miracles.com please share with your friends and make a plan to get together and listen to the classes together that's what a a lot of people do some people get the transcripts and the downloads and they invite their friends and their family to listen together and uh, but you can also listen live to each of the 16 classes and people participate all over the world all over the world it's really wonderful And you can participate on the phone or online. We've got lots of options. So it's a great opportunity to go deeper into the application of Living a Course in Miracles. com. So back to the Mother's Day makeover. And I became so committed to this belief that my mother and I could heal everything in our relationship before she made her transition. And and I did aspire that it would be such a healing that she would heal the illness as well. Now, I remember in 2007, early 2007, uh, she, my mother... Gail Hadley, and uh, she actually wrote a novel in the last few years of her life that's good. It's actually really good, called Eternal Vigilance. Gail uh, A. Hadley. You can get it at Amazon.com if you're interested. And uh, that would certainly make my mother happy. (laughs) Um, My... Uh, my mom had uh, a whole bunch of radiation treatments, and you can imagine uh, that that was really challenging. She had lung cancer, and uh, the radiation was on her lungs, and uh, I I can only imagine how that felt for her to have the radiation right there in the area of her heart chakra. And... Uh, In the winter, I think it was January of 2007, I went to stay with my parents for, oh, maybe three weeks to drive my mom back and forth to the radiation treatments uh, five days a week. And it was a lot uh, of time that we had together because it was at least an hour and a half drive each way. So it was a three-hour round trip in the car, and that's if there wasn't too much snow, because my parents live on an island off the coast of Maine, uh, Deer Isle. And uh, so it was a long ride to Bangor, where the um, hospital was, for the treatments. And so sometimes it took a lot longer than that because of snow. But So we had at least three hours a day in the car together, and we listened to different humorous things. And one of the things we listened to that was really just so great was a a program called Letting Go of God by uh, Julia Sweeney, who uh, you may know from Saturday Night Live. And she did a one-woman show. It was a play, and this is the audio recording of the play. It's really very good, Letting Go of God. And uh, we had a lot of laughs over that. I think we listened to it a couple of times over the weeks of driving back and forth and so in that three weeks with my mom and my dad, but mostly with my mom, I was also really caring for her uh, because it, the radiation was not easy for her. It was very debilitating. And so I got to have a lot of extra time caring for her and being loving with her, which was very helpful for both of us. And I remember that she said at one point, maybe it was towards the end of the trip, that particular trip, that she said it was the nicest time we'd ever had together. That's saying a lot, isn't it? So we spent most of the time for those three weeks driving back and forth to these debilitating treatments, And she said it was the nicest time that we'd ever had together. And the reason was, was because we were just loving with each other. We really were for the most part. Now, I was still having my challenges every time she wanted to eat some sugar or something like that. And I... You know, I was a very opinionated person, very opinionated person. I had to learn to give all that up in order to have a happy and harmonious relationship with my mom. So the process of her dying to the physical body, it awakened the eternal life in both of us, in both of us. It certainly opened my heart and my mind to the possibilities of love beyond my opinions and judgments, terrorizing myself and my loved ones. Now, in the summer of 2007, I had uh, another experience that was very, very meaningful to me. And uh, we were visiting my brother's house in New Jersey. The whole family was there, uh, meaning my parents, myself, my brother and his wife and their kids. And my mom was having an experience of she had to take these steroids to help counteract the side effects from the radiation. And uh, the steroids were creating this experience that they call moon face. So my mom's face was getting very, very uh, distorted, like blowing up. And, um, it's, what happened in, she went through a bad period, uh, I'm trying to remember now, 2006, where that happened, and it was just, it was heartbreaking just to look at her face, and to listen to her voice, there was so much suffering that was going on in the physical body, and it was hard, it was really hard to look at, hard to take, and, uh... I really had to do deep practice and prayer, and then in the summer of 2007, my parents came to visit my brother, and she had just started a new course of treatment, and uh, she was doing pretty well, and then that new course of treatment created another uh, real, it started to give her a brain fog, her face was starting to blow up again. And she was starting to walk very slowly. There was, some, you know, real effects that just came on her very fast, and it was very distressing to me. And she had asked me, "Could could I take her to the mall to get a new comforter for their bed?" Um, she, where they live on an island off the coast of Maine, you might imagine there's no mall. There's not really any shopping there. So while she, we were in New Jersey, she wanted to get a few things and she wanted to get a summer weight comforter that for the bed she wanted to get a new comforter and would I take her to the store well you know I was being very selfish that day and I was not really thinking about my mom and so I waited until uh, we had to rush to get to the store before it closed I just wasn't paying attention I wasn't thinking about anyone but myself And then I realized as we're pulling up that we're going to have to rush to get it done. And I sometimes, I can make decisions very quickly. I know exactly what I like and I don't like. And I also always trust that I'll be quickly and easily divinely led to the perfect thing. And that usually works really well for me. But that's not how my mom operates. And so I realized that I didn't leave very much time for us to have her be able to shop at her comfort level. So as we pulled into the parking lot, she was not really complaining, but she was worried that there wasn't going to be enough time for her to accomplish her task. And I really wasn't thinking how difficult it was for her to get around. I was not And as we were getting out of the car, and I'm thinking, okay, we'll just run into the store, run around the store, and come back out. We don't need 15 or 20 minutes to do this. Well, she would like to have an hour at least to accomplish this. And she couldn't run into the store and walk fast around the store at all. She was shuffling. And I realized in that moment as I was helping her out of the car that I had not been kind or thoughtful in my planning I had only been thinking about myself. So I really prayed. I really prayed for all the angels and all the beings of love and light to assist us in finding the perfect thing and doing the whole shopping experience with ease and grace. And we went into the store, and I was feeling uh, concerned, but I... When I feel concerned, that's when I really drop into my faith that all is well. So I could feel my mother's anxiety about how soon the store was closing and how big the store was and trying to find the right thing. And as God would have it, we actually very quickly located the perfect gorgeous perfect comforter in every way it was perfect perfect colors perfect weight perfect everything and amazingly it was 40% off or something like that so it was a really nice expensive thing and because of the 40 or 50% off it was uh we had a coupon too it was just it was a, a great great find and it was <laughs> in a sense miraculous and I was very very grateful and we got back home with it and she was very very pleased and uh, she' had a very strong sense of design and style very elegant and she was very happy so that that worked well but what I'm what I would like to really emphasize here is that I realized that I had been selfish, I had really not been thinking of my mother, and I, was, I had also been filled with anger prior to going to the store. I was angry at what was happening to my mom, that her face was getting moon-faced again, that her brain was getting foggy again, that these treatments were so hard on her mentally, emotionally, and physically, and that it was hard on the whole family to see her go through this, and I realized that my anger and my upset wasn't helping anyone. It was making things worse because then on top of everything else, there was that undercurrent of my upset that everyone had to deal with. Whether I said anything about it or not, they could feel it. And I realized that I knew as a therapist, as a spiritual counselor, minister, science of mind practitioner, I knew that my anger was caused or that anger that I was experiencing, because I don't like to claim it as mine, the anger I was feeling was caused by feelings of fear. The feelings of fear were caused by thoughts of separation. And what really was going on for me was I was feeling afraid and hurt because I was thinking that my mom shouldn't have to go through this, we shouldn't have to go through this. I was shitting. Those were my opinions and judgments. And if I can get a wider perspective, then I can see that there is something holy that is happening. There is something in divine order that is happening. There is a healing that's happening beyond my opinions and judgments. And unless I am willing to look at it, I cannot find it. And so in that moment, I found it. And I realized, and I made the decision that I am not going to miss an opportunity to be loving with my loved ones again. To the best of my ability, I made that promise to myself that I am not going to be so selfish that I do not choose the opportunity to be loving with my loved ones. I don't want to miss another opportunity. It was a profound healing and part of my Mother's Day makeover. I'm so happy to share it with you. Ah, oh, So it's time for us to... uh Get ready for our break here. And just a reminder, you can go to Miracles.com and sign up for the eight-week teleclass. And you can go to jenniferhadley.com and sign up to be my prayer partner. I'm working on a series, Mother's Day Makeover, and I'm inviting you to participate in it with me. So please join us in all these wonderful opportunities to connect with like-minded individuals around the world and share our experiences of love and healing. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles, walking the talk and living the love, right here on Unity Online Radio. I'll be right back. So I really am committed to walking this talk of love, and believe me, it challenges me every day. I'm not a saint by any stretch of the imagination, although I aspire to be saintly. I really do. I It is my deep desire and my high aspiration to live the love and walk the talk in every moment. And how I do that right where I am is that when I make a mistake and I fall down I course correct. I course correct. So that was the thing that I, I realized, uh, that day with my mom is I don't want to do this anymore. Nope. I really, I want to pay attention. And that if I'm feeling hurt and I'm feeling afraid and I'm feeling angry, I'm feeling grumpy, I'm feeling frustrated and irritable, that right there in that moment I will drop into my heart and I will ask myself, and I do this, I place my hand on my heart and I take a breath and I partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self. I partner up with love. I invoke the angels. I invoke the ancestors. And I ask, help me see and know and feel and hear clearly divine guidance Allow me, please, to see the loving choice. Whatever this irritation is, whatever this frustration is, whatever the upset is, I'm interested in healing it permanently, healing it back to its root source so that I never experience it again. And not only am I choosing freedom in this way, not only am I choosing to liberate my heart and mind from the upset. I am sharing the benefits with everyone because I'm one with them. I'm consciously invoking the divine to share the benefits of my healing with everyone so that it's a profound blessing for all beings, that all mothers and daughters, all children and parents would have a healing. Yes, and we can do this. Now, I'll also share with you that later that year, uh, it was Thanksgiving time, so November, and I was getting ready to go visit my parents for Thanksgiving, and I knew that this was probably my last Thanksgiving with my mom, so I was feeling emotional, and I also was looking forward to the time with my family. And I had planned a relatively short trip because one of the things I was doing was I was hosting my friend Gary Renard to speak at Agape on uh, Sunday of Thanksgiving weekend. And I (laughs) had arranged the whole thing and Gary had never spoken at Agape, so I was going to come back a little early to take care of that. And the Sunday before Thanksgiving, I was speaking myself that evening at Agape. So that night I was taking a red eye to go to Maine and be with my family. And uh, when I was speaking in the service uh, that Sunday night before Thanksgiving, I was focused on forgiveness and forgiveness in the family. And what I was sharing with people as I'm sharing with you right now is that I realized that if I would like things to be different in my relationship with my mother, in my, I would like things to be different in my relationship with my family, it is up to me. It is not up to anyone else in my family. It's not up to them meeting me halfway. It's not up to them to go first. It is up to me. If I would like to shift a relationship, it is up to me to invoke the higher Holy Spirit self, to invoke the divine presence. And it's up to me to relinquish the habit of cherishing the thoughts of separation, the thoughts of disappointment, the thoughts of anger and resentment and hurt and blame and shame. I am the one that must stop cherishing them. And how do I do that? I make a commitment to, to release all judgments and all opinions because they are not true. They are my perception, they are my projection, and they are not true, and all they do is create suffering. So I was doing that work, and I was vigilant for it, and I was speaking about it that Sunday night, and I asked for prayer for myself and my mom, for everyone in the room. And that night, I was on the plane, and the lights were out. It was a red red eye. We were sitting on the tarmac waiting to take off. And I felt this energy moving in my heart chakra, a spinning. And it got stronger and stronger until it felt like it pressed me against the chair. And I had the most extraordinary feeling, like I was having some kind of open-heart surgery, like I had swallowed a, an airplane propeller, and I was having a roto-rooter in my heart chakra. And I just asked intuitively, what is happening? And what I got as an answer was, they're praying for you. And I literally felt that the people who were there that night and the angels were praying for me to be free of all resentments towards my mom. I had made that prayer so many thousands of times. And I had been as diligent as I could be. And what I experienced was a truly miraculous healing because when I arrived at my parents' home and that Thanksgiving time trip, I felt a healing. I, I felt that every bit of the resentment and the anger and the upset had been healed. I felt liberated. I felt free. It felt miraculous to me. And it was a darn good thing because uh, I believe it was Wednesday before Thanksgiving that year, uh, my parents asked to speak to my brother and I alone, and they let us know that just before we arrived, they had decided that my mom was to go into hospice care. So in case you don't know, hospice care means that the kind of care you're receiving is not to heal the illness but to make you comfortable while you are making your transition and so it's a different kind of care it's a different focus in the care and so of course that let us know that my parents were not thinking there could be a healing anymore and that this in their mind was indeed the last thanksgiving that we would have together and so I, although I had planned to fly back on Sunday, I told my parents I was going to stay through the end of the year, which I did, and beyond. I actually stayed until April. Uh, uh, I stayed for a month after my mom made her transition, and the next few months were extraordinary. They absolutely were profoundly extraordinary. And I know many people are caring for loved ones who might be listening to this broadcasting. Many people are caring for or concerned about caring for their loved ones, their parents, or maybe uh, you're listening and someone is caring for you. And what I can tell you is I made a commitment to enjoy The opportunity to love my mom that I had for the next however long it would be. And it turned out to be, uh, about four and a half months from, from that Thanksgiving. And what I, what I can tell you I experienced was extraordinary. And here's what made it extraordinary. I was choosing love every minute of every day and I was focused on being loving, being unconditionally loving with my mother and with my father and so what I discovered in that experience was that even though there was a lot of physical suffering going on and there was emotional challenge, my dad was grieving very intensely and, uh, In a sense, my mom was grieving, too. They were grieving because, in their mind, this was the end of their relationship. And uh, my mom was very disturbed that she was going to be leaving my father. She felt that she, she would have more years with him. She didn't want to leave him to have many years without her, and that she f- she felt that this was not how it should be, but we were making the best of it. And in this intensity of love that we have for each other, and we were really sharing and showing how much we loved each other. We were really focused on loving each other and being very kind and gentle with each other. And so what I discovered for myself is that joy is unconditional. Joy is unconditional. Joy is a spiritual quality of God that is always available if we are willing to experience it. And because we were so focused on loving each other, and here we were in a house on an island off the coast of Maine in the winter, so we're very isolated just the three of us, day in and day out, and the hospice workers coming and going every couple of days and things. And so what I found was that I could love my mom and she could love me, that we had no barriers to loving each other. We simply allowed each other to love. We accepted it fully. And I found myself uh constantly putting lotions on my mom's skin and tending to her and massaging her feet and her arms and and uh, even her face and giving her facials every day all of these things to support her well-being and so very often i would be massaging her face and hands and she would just be receiving it fully and it's kind of like when a mother and child are looking at each other and the child is a little baby, and there's just that happy, symbiotic time. Well, we had that as adults, and it was extraordinary, absolutely extraordinary. And one of the healings that took place as well is my mother's challenges with the relationship she had with her mother were also being healed. We were healing it all for the whole family and our ancestors. And it was a precious and miraculous opportunity that we fully took the advantage of. And so when my mom made her transition, it was a beautiful, sunny winter day in Maine. And there was a sense of joy, even if there was sadness. And that's because of love. So love is our healer. And right now I'm inviting you to have a Mother's Day makeover of your own. Live the love and walk the talk. Let's take that breath together and know that it's already done in the mind of God and we accept it fully and we give thanks for it. And so it is. Amen. Thank you. I love you. And I'll be back with you next week. Have a great Mother's Day.